Midnight policy decisions seem to be the calling card of the Modi government. From demonetization to the abrogation of Article 370 to even the Citizenship Amendment Act, the central government has taken some decisions that have been described as undemocratic, arbitrary, lacking proper consultation and above all being heavy-handed in their neglect of the fundamental rights in India. Around 7:30 p.m. last night, two Malayalam news channels, Media 1 and Asia Net News, were taken off air. According to the Ministry of Information and Broadcasting, the channel's coverage on February 25th, the third day of the Delhi riots, violated the provisions of the Cable Television Networks Rules 1994. The rules bar programs which contain an attack on religions or communities or visuals or words contemptuous of religious groups or which promote communal attitudes. According to the ministry, the channels violated these clauses as well as the rule that bars programs that incite violence or contain anything against maintenance of law and order or which promote anti-national attitudes. Joining us today is Mr. Shashi Kumar, editor-in-chief of Asia Will News, chairman of Asian College of Journalism and founder of Asianet. Not only is he my boss, he's also an eminent media personality in India and best placed to shed light on the murky circumstances surrounding what is happening to Asianet News and Media 1. Let's give him a call right now. Hello. Hello sir, would now be a good time to talk? Uh yeah, I can. All right, perfect. So, let's begin. Could you tell us what happened exactly yesterday? Well, what happened exactly is as I understand from the media, uh the information broadcasting ministry, I think someone at the designation of the director sent out a communication, a notice to uh, two Malayalam television news channels, uh, AsiaNet and uh, Media 1, uh like like serving notice to them to uh, cease transmission for 48 hours uh, beginning 7:30 pm last evening uh, because they were running foul of the code uh, for the coverage of the delhi riots street and delhi riots and uh, they cited the reasons instances of the coverage uh, they have also recorded in the notice the responses provided by the channels to their uh, notice that's what happened and the channels went off air at 7:30 but as it turns out this morning uh, well asianet resumed transmission apparently around 2:30 or so early this morning and uh, media one uh, around 10 am i think this morning yeah all right so around 4 years ago sir i remember listening to you speak in kerala where you said Journalism is facing a huge credibility crisis today because it has been increasingly abandoning its critical adversarial function in the democratic system. Now, in a general sense, I'd like to start by asking you about the health of journalistic freedom in India today. Do you do you see a degradation of press freedom right now? Well, there is a lot uh, that problematic about journalism. 
about uh, the credibility of journalism, about responsible journalism, ethics, and so on. And uh, these are serious concerns. Uh, but as a genre, as a fourth pillar of democracy, as it's called, or the fourth estate, uh, the role of uh, journalism in a free democracy is, uh, uh, I mean, it's, it, it, uh, you know, it, it, it can't be overemphasized. If you must say democracy in one breath and mean it to be a free and true democracy, you must be able to say a free media in the next breath. So there are excesses of the media. There is a responsibility on part of the media. But I would argue that even these need to be allowed for or tolerated or addressed as one should. Uh, but that's not by yanking a channel off the air or forbidding someone to write something uh, or uh, the next day maybe you'll exile a journalist. Mm -hmm. I, I saw your Facebook post today that said that the move by the central government is whimsical, arbitrary and dastardly. I, I love the phrasing there. That's because uh, I, I happened to see the notice. I have the, the notice served on the two channels which were circulated on WhatsApp. And uh, I found that uh, the mm -hmm. instances they have quoted Mm -hmm. uh, or cited as a reason for serving this notice. <laughs> it's pretty much what we got on every other channel in the country. Uh, so, uh, and, you know, in, in fact, mm -hmm. some channels were far worse uh, because, uh, and, you know, there, there are some channels who make a daily business of just spewing poisonous violence, I mean, uh, and, uh, on, on the channel itself. Uh, so, compared to that, this was... Uh, very tame meow, I mean, these right, two channels. Right. Absolutely. But what can we understand from the fact that these channels that continuously spew hate and vitriol, these polarizing channels are still broadcasting 24-7, whereas these two channels in Kerala, which is a state with such a strong voice of dissent, these two channels are being so starkly muzzled. Yes, I would argue that even the channels who are spewing poison or hate, should not be banned because the moment you start that process you know you there's no knowing how far you go down that line and that's very dangerous so there is no scope for uh, in my view an external regulator or censorship of the media in india and there isn't one operating on the free on the print media and there shouldn't actually be one operating on the television media either there's always the consequence of faults or uh, libelous or a dangerous publication which a court of the law you know a court of law by the, going by the law of the land should handle but if you allow the executive the uh, power of deciding uh, what is dangerous what is communal what is anti-national what is libelous what is seditious as in is it happening now uh, you will have a uh, apology of a democracy you'll have an apology of the you media specifically looked at one particular reason that's been cited which is the criticism of the RSS during the channel's coverage of the Delhi riots as a reason to take them off the air. Now, what's your take on that? Why is that particular point so worrisome to the media? Yeah, um, I, I find it hilarious if it wasn't so dangerous. Uh, you know, they say the uh, criticism or uh, kind of points made against or the uh, critical comments made against the RSS and the police. Uh, if I, and if I remember right, they are both uh, bundled together in the same uh, sentence. As if the RSS is equivalent to the police. Uh, there's arguably a case if you say you are depicting the police in a poor light 
which are demoralizing uh, you know uh, the law and order arm and so on i mean arguably but <laughs> where is the law about uh, saying anything critical about rss and why should it be the problem of the government to protect the rss if the rss finds that somebody is saying something wrong about it which is uh, showing it in a bad light so they they will go to court i mean they 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 sue for libel or slander or whatever it is it, it, it's it's funny because the government seems to be conflating combining confusing its role as government the the ministry its role as ministry uh, its 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 role as uh, you know as party in power and the uh, the party it belongs to and the parent mentor party the rss which uh, you know which gives uh, this party the the legitimacy or local standing does so you can't do all of that and so obviously there there's a lot of confusion and uh, my own feeling is that well in the light of what has emerged now and the minister has things to clarify uh, to news agencies that uh, this was perhaps done without his knowledge talking about what the response has been about them deciding that they will look into it yeah so the uh, from what i see the from news agency the minister seems to have clarified that uh, this was done uh, without his knowledge mm-hmm. and that he's going to look into it and uh, he also hinted that the prime minister is also uh, in the loop yes. and uh, he also said that uh, this party has come uh, on a manifesto or on a promise that nothing against the press will be done this party which believes in freedom of the press given the lessons of the emergency all yes. of that is sounding good Mm-hmm. but if a petty bureaucrat or a middle rung uh, bureaucrat or a senior bureaucrat whoever initiated this move mm-hmm. can do what he or she does then there's something wrong with that whole atmosphere there's an enabling kind of atmosphere which enables people to do this to the you know to the press mm-hmm. and that's pretty serious concern mm-hmm. unless these are unless they say these are bad elements in the in the, in the government mm-hmm. who are doing precisely what the government doesn't want mm-hmm. i'd like to hear that Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the absence of that you have you created an enabling environment where there is this anticipatory kind of uh, action taken by bureaucrats mm-hmm. uh, who are reporting to the ministers thinking that this is what the political dispensation of the day mm-hmm. uh, would like you know right and so stated reasons aside there are these as you mentioned dangerous more fundamental reasons for silencing these channels particularly that you cannot be critical of an incumbent ideology irrespective of the party in power now keeping that in mind what has the media response to this overall message in kerala been so far and in the rest of india yeah the media response in kerala has been rather disappointing mm-hmm. yesterday particularly mm-hmm. when this happened i would have thought the media would rally around instead i found they all scampered into their holes and were waiting it out you know, to see what happens so that that is very disappointing mm-hmm. uh, because you know the only way to tackle this as i i i, I wrote in my facebook posting imagine although it is there imagined and done if the media got together mm-hmm. and said we protest this and we express our solidarity we are all going off the air for one hour for half an hour mm-hmm. imagine the kind of electrifying signal that would have sent in terms of how this is affecting uh, you know the democracy the freedom of speech and expression and that would be taking the people into confidence and so if that the concern channels for instance are putting out a legend on the screen saying uh, we are we have you know, what transmission is disrupted because of technical reasons and will be resumed soon is mm-hmm. that a response when you you've been asked to go off the air by the government of the day and you say you've been you're off air because of technical reasons 
So it, it, it's almost a kind of, uh, you know, there's a preemptive censorship already at work. Right. And that's dangerous. More importantly, the media isn't united. There, uh, you know, if the media is divisible, mm-hmm. uh, then I think these people, uh, those, those who any any government in power which is intolerant or which is authoritarian and doesn't believe mm-hmm. that free media is part of democracy, will definitely try to divide and rule the media. And sure. uh, that's the danger we are in. You know. Absolutely, but despite this division within the media itself. I've seen a flooding of individuals posting on social media who sending out messages of solidarity for Sunil the the Asian news reporter who spearheaded the reportage on on the Delhi riots. Now to him in particular is there anything that you'd like to say? No, well I'm not going into the merits or demerits of the report itself mm-hmm. because we uh, it, it is possible that some some of the reports in the heat of the moment are are not when you do post mortem accurate. Mm-hmm. It is possible that uh, you know you are uh, you 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 have got accounts from some others which may not be uh, factual in a very clinical sense. Right. But uh, I don't think there was anything atrocious or uh, malafide or extraordinarily uh, shall you say um, terrible that was said. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, which, as I said, we haven't heard from a, a, every other channel. Right. Uh, we have heard words, in fact, from many other channels. So, the social media was, in fact, of course, a buzz with this. Was mm-hmm. right, was was sounded indignant about this. Mm-hmm. Was one worried about it. But the media concerned, the mainstream media, uh, should have put up a far better performance than it did yesterday. Absolutely. Thank you so much, sir. Well, there you have it, straight from the horse's mouth. Now, while both news channels are now back on the air. We, as a country, have been jolted from a false sense of security. After the bans on these channels were revoked, Javadekar claimed that Prime Minister Modi had expressed concern over the matter. He said that he would look into it and take steps if there was any wrongdoing. He said, and I quote, We immediately found out what exactly happened and therefore we immediately restored the channels. Our basic thought process is that the freedom of press is absolutely essential in the democratic setup and that is the commitment of the Modi government. However, he then said, everyone should also accept that there has to be responsible freedom. I feel like we used to believe that our fundamental rights, including the freedom of the press, the freedom of speech is, is truly unalienable. But now, despite the fact that mainstream media might be silent, despite the fact that people aren't reacting on the scale that they ought to be, I'm also noticing that we, both on an individual level and an institutional level, we're finally mobilizing. We're reacting. And that matters more than anything else. That's it from Ashaville. We'll see you soon.